seven of us crammed into that truck of mine, paying no attention to the highway signs. 90 mile an hour toward the county line. Oh, quick sack, 12 pack back again. It's a Welcome back, Beards Watch Podcast, episode 249, Charlotte's number one podcast recorded in the basement. It is I, General Nation. We got G's, we got Duval. We'll start it off. Duval's drinking beer instead of his wine or liquor. So, Duval, man, how you doing? I'm doing pretty good, man. I hope you're doing pretty well, man. And uh, glad to be back another week. Um, if you're looking for me, it's Rod vs. Duval on Twitter and uh, just Duval on Instagram. All right. And then Jeebs got his two basketball jerseys behind him, man. How you doing? I'm doing pretty good. Getting settled in for the new position that I took at work. But uh, other than that, I'm doing good. If you want to find me, it's uh, Jeebs1988 all across the board. All right. For me, JRO Nation on Instagram and Twitter, the Beards Watch podcast on Facebook, and then you can listen to our podcast on Spotify, SoundCloud, iTunes, and Stitcher. Then, of course, go subscribe to that and our YouTube. They see me rolling with our brew reviews, our beerio carts, all our other reaction videos, be it Panther games, draft, all that good stuff. So subscribe to all that good stuff and enjoy it. So for our guest tonight, just met him as you guys are meeting him over the mic here. Met Actually, we met via kind of Instagram back and forth in 2019. Try to get a pod together. Didn't really work out. Then COVID hit and... Months and months later, figured, hey, why not hard back at these guys? Let's get them on and talk some beer, talk some life, all that good stuff. So, I don't know. I guess Travis was on the Zoom first, so we'll start with him, and then we'll go down to Andrew. So, Travis, man, how you doing? Good, man. Appreciate it. Thank you for having us. Um, yeah, it's been a wild year, so we're glad to finally be able to get sit down and do this thing with you guys. Uh, you know, thanks to Andrew for pretty much playing it all out on our half. Uh, <laughs> Uh, Lord knows I'm not doing it, uh, <laughs> but I'm doing good. Appreciate you having us. No problem. I mean, I understand you. You told us off, Mike, that you had two twin boys, so I understand. I have one, a three-year-old. So twins, I can't imagine. So you know, I get. I appreciate you giving us an hour of your time here while they're resting <laughs> no up. No problem. Man. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, like I said, it's a circus every night, but I was able to get them down a little early. Nice. Uh, <laughs> they didn't fight too hard tonight. So, Travis, if people want to find you on social medias, where can they find you? Uh, so, for us on the pod, it's Brew News Pod on Instagram. Uh, on Twitter, it's Brew underscore News. Uh, Untapped, I'm at Mather Nuts. Uh, on Instagram personal, it's TL Matherly. And then I'm on Facebook, just my name, Travis Matherly. Nice. Yep. All right. And then your other half, Andrew. How you doing, man? Doing good. I actually was checking my social accounts because I'm not actually sure what my names are on any of them. <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, so the best place to follow me, if you're interested, is uh, the Bruni's accounts. But uh, I'm AJB Jennings on Twitter and Instagram, uh, and I really don't do much on anything. Okay. Uh, and then to receive on Untapped. I do less there. So. <laughs> He's not lying. He checks in like 10 beers at one time, and then he doesn't check anything in for like eight months. <laughs> you can tell when I'm traveling because I check in beers when I'm you know, at a bar I've never been to before, some place yep. I've never been. It's just litters it. And then I come home and I drink 50 different types of beers and don't record a single one. That's so, <laughs> kind of fun. Yeah, it happens. It happens. All right, so we'll get down, well, we'll get down to it. How did you guys – when did you start your podcast? What made you start it? And uh, 
you know, all that good stuff. Andrew, you want to take that one? Sure. <laughs> uh, so, oh, this was back in 2018, I think. Yep. Yep. Because hey, the boys weren't born. Um, yeah, we started. To, we decided to start a podcast, and then I found out a month later that we were pregnant with twin boys, and oh. I was like, well, they were good podcasts. Yeah. Um, <laughs> somehow we kept I, this going. I, I can see that going on. Yeah. <laughs> I was, I was like, we were, just so you know, you're done, right? Yeah, we were six <laughs> weeks in, and I was told by his wife that the podcast was dead. <laughs> <laughs> here we are, two, two and a half years later. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we survived somehow. <laughs> no, the, the first year, first, I guess we started in June of 18, so we did uh, weekly episodes in 18. I don't know how we did, but we did weekly episodes in 2019, too. Um, yep. And then last year, because of pandemic and just we realized that was just not working, we decided to batch our episodes. So we do, you know, five, six at a time, take a couple weeks off, five, six, maybe 12 at a time, things like that. So we're doing that again this year. I think we've dropped five or six episodes this year. And then we've got a uh, I'm sitting on one that's fully edited and finished three more that have not been edited, but are ready. And then uh, Trav said, hey, Andrew, I want to do Pilsner. So um, what I was doing while I was late because I was researching what the heck is a pilsner? Uh, <laughs> it's shockingly more complicated than you think. So it's a crispy um, boy, that's all you got to know. Well, so I brought one of mine on. So this is a little not a pilsner, but it's a pilsner-like buddy. So this is a Hellas, okay. just a German-style Hellas. So uh, those you don't know can't see. It's obviously it's like super pale yellow beer. It's the German equivalent of a pilsner when they first started making pilsner. The Germans said, we want a light beer, too. We want a light, crystal clear beer. They came with Hellas. It's essentially a sweet, biscuity pilsner. Yeah. <laughs> As you can tell, Andrew is a wealth of beer nerd knowledge. Um, Leave me alone. I'm just nose and taste buds. He makes it, I drink it. Yeah. That's pretty much how it goes. <laughs> so how did you guys end up meeting? Uh, uh, so my wife went to high school with Andrew and his wife and all their friends. So we met through them and uh, we've just been beer buddies ever since and hanging out and then decided that we were going to start a podcast randomly one night in his backyard, probably after too many beers. <laughs> um, I think that was the night we did uh, Scotch and Cigars. Ooh. Yeah, that, not a bad night, though. Yeah. I mean, that's, <laughs> that's, not, that's not a bad <laughs> night. <I> mean. <laughs> <laughs> so I would say... For anybody who hasn't listened to one of your episodes, what kind of is the basis when you release like a batch? What is your kind of what are you guys going for? So for the majority of the public who hasn't listened to our podcast, <laughs> um, you know, for our ten listeners, we um, have thirty, sir. Thirty, <laughs> 30 people. Uh, basically, we try and profile different craft breweries. You know, a lot of it is local in North Carolina, just because it's so easy to get our hands on. Uh, but we have done stuff like Vermont beers. Uh, Andrew, we have, we've done Virginia a lot. Some some of your bigger ones like Sweetwater, uh, you know, New Belgium, that kind of stuff. And we just go through the history of the brewery. We try and get a sampling of some of their beers. And we try and keep it more like gettable beers so that if you want to try them out, it's like their, like their portfolio stuff. Uh, and then we also mix it in with some stylistic episodes. We research the history of styles of beers, the history of that beer, and representative samples of it, and different breweries' interpretations of it. 
a lot of times the style episodes also coincide with whatever I'm brewing at the time. Ah. So like last year when we did a Roush beer episode, no one makes smoked beers. Just no one does. Um, so there's one brewery we can get regularly here. It's a German brewery. I just happen to make one. So um, we're like, okay, let's compare mine to you know this, Ger- this German brewery that all they make is smoked beer and compare that and see see what comes what if it's good bad or indifferent um and then just also talk about the style why is it smoked how did what it is it what do i mean by roush beer where, where are you guys are you guys in greensboro winston greensboro. greensboro okay so where'd you guys go to school i went to page okay well what about college yeah. uh oh college uh nc state uncg and ecu oh wow okay Andrew's got oh, place. wow <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I went to Northwest for high school, uh, Northwest Gopher, and then I went to NC State as well. Okay. Uh, but didn't know Andrew then. But, uh, you know, we're both NC State grads. Okay. UNCG, when were you at UNCG? Oh, uh, 2011 to 13. Ah, see, that's – Duvall went to A&T. I went to UNCG, and I graduated yep. in 2011. So we just – yeah. Ship sailing <laughs> in the middle of the night kind of passed, Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, unless you were in the biology building or the psychology department, I would not have seen you. No, no, no. I took psychology like my freshman year, I think, and that was it. So that was like 07. So definitely. Fair enough, yeah. Yeah. That All was right. an elective, so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, let me just go ahead and get these electives out, and yep. then that's it. So, that was the meat girls. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so when did you decide, like, I mean, obviously, I guess, you did you major in biology? Uh, I did zoology, but yeah. Zoology, okay. So when did yeah. you decide that you wanted to brew beer? Oh, shortly after we started this podcast, I, uh, I started brewing. So our first episode dropped in June. My first beer I brewed was in August of 18. Okay. Uh, okay. I had been toying with the idea for a bit. Um, I thought, you know, I understood the basic principles of it. It's it's cooking mixed with science. It's really not difficult from a, from like, a fundamental thinking perspective. I don't understand how homebrewers make bad beer. I really don't. It's not hard. We're not we're not reinventing the wheel. We're not getting crazy. You can do it on your stovetop. Yeah. I mean, even my first beers, they looked awful. Travis sent me a photo of one this week. Yeah, last it week. was. It looked like unfiltered apple cider. Uh, <laughs> it still tasted good, and it tasted about what it was supposed to right. look. It was. It was all right. right. Plastic bomber bottle. So you're like, man, this looks like I went to the gas station on the corner and just like got apple cider and some malt liquor and mixed it together. So, yeah. Wow. Mixed it fine, but man, yeah, it, it's, it's easy. It's hard to like make really, really bad beer. Uh, I've only made one beer that was messed up. Uh, and I've made a couple that aren't, you know, aren't great. Obviously you don't, and not everything's a home run. You get a couple singles in there and maybe, maybe a bunt. Um, sacrifice flies. What I can think about them. Also, I hate baseball, so I don't know why I'm using baseball. <laughs> Sometimes they're offsides. <laughs> <laughs> so, when, do you remember then? Because, like I said, going through college, no one. I, I mean, I know I didn't drink really crap beer. Natty Greens was there, but it was kind of like, oh, if you're at the at the Hoppers game down the road, when was your first kind of foray into? Ooh, this is craft beer. Because I know it was a couple years after I graduated college. You finally have a little bit more change in your pocket. And yeah. you're like, hey, let's – and then breweries kind of started spiking right around, I want to say, like 12 and 13 where they just exploded. You know what I mean? When were you, When was your first, like, I guess indoctrination and all that? Go ahead, Trevor. Uh, well, for me personally, it was kind of – it was back in college. I still couldn't afford it, and <laughs> I didn't 
like a lot of it. <laughs> so, but uh, it was a buddy of mine at the time. His girlfriend was a bartender down at Flying Saucer in downtown Raleigh. Wow. And so she was like, she would just bring us stuff and be like, okay, you got to try this. You got to try this. I hated like most of it. Yeah. But uh, yeah. yeah, it was, it was kind of like you said, like a few years after college, started getting into it going around natty greens was probably like the biggest intro to it and trying different stuff uh rest in peace that, natty greens by the way they're, they stopped brewing now they're they're still brewing somehow at the they? downtown like brew no they're yeah william's doing it for them oh, oh, okay yeah, yeah. so the, we have a yeah, new brewery in south end uh, yep. william is a head brewer there and he he contract brews for natty's right now ah yeah, because I, I read that article where they basically because I they expanded to that spot up there by the Coliseum, and then the pandemic like two months later just like hit, and obviously they could, no one could be open for a couple months, and they closed that mid pandemic, and then I remember it was like two or three months ago they came out and said okay we're just gonna focus on the food you know and all that kind of stuff and I was like dang that was a staple in downtown Greensboro for a long time. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they uh, they had unfortunately, I think, just finished like almost a, close to a million dollar renovation of that wow. bunker and like the downtown facility. Yeah, right before the pandemic oh. hit, so they were completely leveraged by the time that hit, and they were banking on the ACC tournament and yep. St. Patrick's Day and like all that stuff to yep. get their money back. Well, that's what I think is interesting. Eleven Eleven just closed right there near the Coliseum, yeah. and. Last time we were there was actually, you mentioned it, St. Patrick's Day weekend. It was an Eric Church concert. And, and right before tailgate, we walked over, had some beers at 11-11, and then walked back over to the tailgate. So I know that had to hurt with no concerts and nothing going on. Right in that location is prom. So, it, you know, with them closing again, it, it, and I know, was it Gibbs that also closed down? So it kind of it hit hard there, that Greensboro community, for a little bit. So we can talk about those guys. Uh, Absolutely, go for it. Gibbs closed for completely unrelated reasons. Okay. Um, mainly because I'm a better brewer than Mark is. Oh, okay. <laughs> Mark wasn't brewing, to be fair. Well, he wasn't brewing because William, the head brewer at South End, uh, had been his production brewer until William left. Ah. So when William left, he didn't have a head brewer. Um, yeah, he kind of cycled through them. Yeah, he cycled, he did not. He only wanted to brew like five or six beers. So essentially, you could go in, learn how to brew on a big system. And leave because you, you're not going to get a lot of creative license with him. Uh, <laughs> yeah, eleven eleven just closed. Ooh, May I guess technically the brewery closed April thirtieth. Um, the homebrew shop next door closed the day after on May first. Um, that was Big Dan. Um, yeah. He closed because he's retiring, hmm. so he's actually moving out to Arizona. Oh. So um, yeah, he had a little had something to do with the pandemic. Obviously that impacted him, but for him it was also he's retiring. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah, he, he kind of was like, you know, the liquor permits are running out. Yeah. Uh, I don't feel like renewing, so I'm out of here. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that, absolutely. Yeah. Well, that's, that's one way to retire is not renew the liquor license. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I'll say his last this money where I could leave. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I went there the second to last day he was open, and they had he were down to three beers. Yeah. <laughs> so if you want a black current saison or a black IPA or a something else that seems uh, about the ones that hang around especially during the warmer months no one's really drinking too many of the darker beers there but uh, all right duval i'm gonna let you get into question because i know you've got plenty sitting there in a tur uh, turnstile um I, I guess you know just you know y'all are really big on like breweries so this is just 
I'm just, I'm just, I'm be honest with you. I'm just learning so much because Jacob's introduced me to so much as far as beer is concerned. Because I was somebody that went to A&T, all I drank was liquor. So, you know, this is this is just all new to me. So, um, I guess so. My question to you, Andrew. So, I know that you started brewing. Um, do you see yourself, I guess, extending out to maybe doing your own brewery and you know, or something like that, or, or how do you see yourself as far as that? Depends on where I am physically in the next five years. Um, so I've got a pretty good job right now that might involve me moving. Um, if mm. that's the case, it'll probably be out of the country, oh. in which case I will not be pursuing professional brewing. <laughs> really, because the country I'll probably be going to uh, is probably focused more on lagers. And I don't, they're fine, they're easy to make, but they're not good for like aspiring American homebrewer. Yeah. <laughs> um, I say it's not big in Europe. Yeah, they are not big in Europe. That is correct. Um, mm. I'm working. I mean, if I got, if I can swing a southeast, southwest, you know, southeast France, that can you can make that work. Yeah. Um, they're a little bit more loosey goosey on their rules. You're not dealing with the German purity laws and such. Um, but uh, if I'm still in this area, probably in the next five years or so, I've got a good buddy I brew with named Chip. He's also a professional chef. Um, he and I have started talking about. Could we potentially open a brew pub, like have him do the kitchen, have me do the beer, get a good serving staff, see what goes on. But those are really like basic questions right now. I'm, I'm still debating even if I want to go bigger or just keep it as a fun hobby. Yeah. So. And I guess, Travis, you would just be along for a drinking buddy, right? Yeah. I mean, I'd be quality control. Yeah. That's what, uh, <laughs> you know, the whole part. <laughs> All right. So no, I, I wouldn't mind being in it in some way but yeah it's not my forte and the i have no experience in the restaurant industry and i don't brew the beers <laughs> so what would be andrew your favorite beer to brew mm. a favorite beer to brew honestly i made this uh, it didn't finish as well as it tasted but i made this delicious brown ale uh, a few years ago um and it was it during the process, so brewing is pretty much the same thing every day. Every time is the same. I can do, I'm getting really efficient now. I can get my brew days under six hours. If it's a lager day, it's going to be right around six. Anything else is around five. Um, so you're getting, I'm getting really efficient at that. So the brew day itself, so to brew is the same thing regardless of what I do. It's just lagers have a 30 minute longer boil. That's it. Um, so they take a bit longer. Uh, but, but this brown ale I made was delightful. Um, and when, as it was coming off the wart, as I was pulling the wart off the grains, it just smelled like hot chocolate. And mm. it's coming off at like a 150, 160 already. So you take a little sip, it's a little bit sweet. Don't have like big chocolate notes, but that still got a sweet liquid. Um, and that was delicious to brew. Uh, the oh, that was a good one. Uh, you weren't there for that, Travis, but the uh, the Baltic Porter. Oh yeah, <laughs> I mean I saw it, but <laughs> <laughs> you had it. That thing is a monster. <laughs> Um, and that was fun too, because it had a lot of chocolate malt. So it came like, it was the same thing. It, it was delicious coming off during the mash. It's just a super sicky sweet, um, thing. And now it's even sweeter because it didn't finish because I lost power for a couple of days during the fermentation. So I couldn't mm. keep it warm enough. So it's, yeah. uh, <laughs> but, um, as far as Very finishing, sweet. I've tried. yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's dessert. Um, but as far as uh, other things I've done with beers, um, it's sometimes fun to try, like with oak spires, things like that. Uh, one thing I'm going to do this year, I'm going to bring back my October, my Oaktoberfest, but do a Smoketoberfest. Mm. So my Roush beer is, uh, you know, just basic beechwood smoke malt, 
um, and then an Oktoberfest build around it. Um, so for Oktoberfest this year, I'll do a, I'm going to try and smoke my own malt, use oak wood, because that'll give it, that actually imparts a very different flavor. You don't get as much, you get more vanilla, less bacon, um, and then brew with that and see how that shakes out. So I'm going to figure out how to do that. So that's what I'm looking forward to the most. And there's another weird one I want to try. I want to try a uh, banana split Blondale. So the plan, the plan is to do something stupid. Um, the plan is to make a Blondale. In the last 10 minutes, dump in maybe a gallon of vanilla ice cream. Let that do its thing. Um, use a Hefeweizen yeast, but ferment it low to get more banana flavor, less clove flavor. As it's finishing up, dump chocolate sauce into it. Let that finish out, add a little bit more pop on the flavor, uh, and then see what happens. Hmm. So... Like I said, you're gonna have stupid. a mess. That's what's gonna happen. That's, 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 what <laughs> <laughs> that's how you get ants. Do you want ants? That's <laughs> <laughs> hey, if the Baltic Porter didn't get ants, that won't get ants. <laughs> There's like a pound of molasses in the Baltic Porter. <laughs> All right, so Travis, to you, what would be since you're not the brew guy, you're more of a quality control. What's your favorite beer to drink? Ooh. It's kind of seasonal, but I my favorite style is like Mexican hot chocolate stouts. Oh wow! So okay. if you think of like um, Chocobeza from Stone Brewing's a good yeah. one. Uh, historically, there if you guys have ever tried Commonwealth Brewing up in Virginia Beach, okay. they've got one. Andrew, I can't remember the name of it. It was like El Diablo or some Diabliera or something. Oh yeah, it's something like that. There's something in Spanish. I couldn't pronounce it, but uh, it was. Phenomenal, but it's like that little bit of chili kick mixed with the chocolate, and they, you know, people put like serrano peppers in it or something like that. It's that little bit of chili flavor without that capsaicin, like feeling like you drink pepper spray sort of thing. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's my favorite style to drink, but obviously that is not a this time of year drink. Yeah, <laughs> this yeah. time of year I got pilsners and lagers and whatever else in the fridge. Yeah. So that sounds just, I, 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 y'all just talked about two different types of beers that I've never heard of a day in my life. They both sound like some shit that I do not want. Like, it, like, like, I'll be honest with you, I'm simple. I'm a, I'm a ale, IPA. I can't really do porters or stouts. I can't really do those. They're a little too heavy for me. Mm-hmm. But like both of these, like both of them sound like I'm going to be in the bathroom. <laughs> now, don't get me wrong. They, they sound good in theory, but just to oh, go yeah. down, I'm like, no, nah, no, man, I don't want, no. Nah. I, I mean, like you I got to drink like one of them, <laughs> and you're done. It's like I'm not gonna sit back and drink a six pack of that. But uh, Birdsong's got a not Birdsong. Uh, shoot, that Bird Brewery down where you guys are in Charlotte. Uh, you're thinking Birdsong? They yes. got the Mexicali. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's like five and a half percent. I've yeah. got two of those. You can yeah. you can pound those. And they got the jalapeno. They have oh, the yeah. jalapeno ale, which is it's a good taste and it's not too too spicy. But yeah. Yeah, yeah. it is it's definitely. To me, I, yeah, a, a whole one. I couldn't do a whole jalapeno L because that's it's. I don't know. That's just I'm with Duval too. Sometimes that spice would just give me instant heartburn. I do yeah. one, of my, one of my favorite videos we just did every year. We do uh, when we do beerio card around St. Patrick's Day. We chug a Guinness during Rainbow Road on the N64. And if you ever want to see Duval his face, he's he's always miserable and complaining the whole time. But yeah, it's. I mean, I'm, I'm with you. Guinness, I mean, you're like chugging a loaf of bread. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Every 30 seconds, I'm burping. Like, yes. <laughs> it's all that dang nitrogen. Yep, yep. <laughs> all right, so, so we, did, 
we did Guinness a couple of years ago for St. Patty's Day. Get the export. Just trust us on that. Okay. You will you yeah, get the foreign stout. Get the foreign extra stout. I promise you, you'll, <laughs> you'll enjoy yourself a lot more. So I went to I went to Ireland like four years ago, and I came with my group time hop, and they said that they sell more Guinness in Africa than they do any other country, huh? Or any other continent or anything. And I was like, Africa of all, like it's like a hundred fucking degrees. Yeah. Like, what? <laughs> Look at you. And they were like, it's huge, and it's not that heavy of a beer. Like it's five percent. But people, they said they sell Guinness sells more beer in Africa than anywhere else in the world. That's a stat. Like, you got to be kidding me. That was just like. Hmm. Not what you would expect. No, no, not at all. That's wild. That is pretty wild. Now, you guys are in Greensboro. What would be your favorite brewery in Greensboro right now? Technically sound or just fun times? <laughs> if you had, you could only go to one brewery for like your birthday or whatever it is. If you could only go to one, what would it be? I don't mind. I'll let Travis, you want me? Okay. Yeah, you uh, go first. South Angels. I was going to say, it's probably going to be the same. It's, uh, it's going to be mean, between South End or Little Brother. Uh, I like South End better, and I, I want to go back and give Odin another shot because um, I had some something from them that's fairly technical that was very good. Uh, so we had another brewery open about the same time South End did called Odin. Um, went to, they opened in November. Pandemic obviously hit in March. Uh, went the first time, and it looked like it was going to be like one of our other breweries that closed called Prior. They, they, they just did like stupid stuff. Like it wasn't – particularly good it's like milkshake ipa this milkshake ipa that like obviously, oh yeah a lot of different go- yeah the shrimp goza oh. <laughs> i chili shrimp goza yeah <laughs> um and that that is sort of an indication that a brewery may not know what they're doing if they're doing <laughs> that because they're they're saying okay we have this beer and it's it's drinkable it's not going to be bad for you it's not going to kill anyone but the flavors are just way the hell off so what can we add to it after the fact to to make it something like and then we'll call it something different um and when i first went to odin they were doing that it was like a lot of that you know lact really lactose heavy ipa type stuff which you're just hiding stuff with that you don't know how to do wheat properly um but the last time i went there i had a mybach from them that was excellent just spot on which any time you have a good lager the brewery knows what they're doing just because lagers are difficult to make. And you don't have anything to hide behind. Yeah. You, you were in, if you even a dry hop lager, um, you can hide it behind a little bit because of the nose you're getting off the hops. But if you have a good straight, anything Bach Pilsner calls itself a lager and it's not an IP, IPL or something like that, you're going to be in good shape just because if, if that's good, the breweries probably knows what they're doing. However, South End has, they have that. They're technically sound, and they have a kitchen, and they have a wonderful outdoor space. So if I'm and going to one brewery in North Carolina, Williams is part of Andrew's homebrew club. Oh, I love Williams. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Oh, got a little bit of that. Yep. South End is actually where the original Gibbs Brewing was downtown. Yep. Uh, and William just kind of came back home since he was the original Gibbs <laughs> and brewer. It's his space again. But uh, yeah, they've got a phenomenal outdoor space, like fire pits, huge patio area, the kitchen serves out pretty good wings, and like they do brunch on the weekends and kind of stuff. It's it's kind of nice. It's kind of like a oh, what's the one in Charlotte that does it all the time? Uh, dang it, Noda OMB. Yeah, OMB does. Yeah, a lot of like those big breweries down there do like brunch and that kind of stuff. It's yeah, it's like an event for the weekend. Yeah, it's funny you guys brought those two up because actually in June of this past year, we stopped at both South End and Odin and Dinner. We've done we've hit every brewery in Greensboro. We did it back in 2019 on that trip that uh, I mentioned earlier. Jeeves was with us as well. 
Uh, we, we hit them all, and then we went in, into a concert. And then this past year, we hit those. my wife and I hit those two on the back end of our uh, – my brother-in-law and his wife had their kids. So on the way back from Raleigh, stopped in, checked out – Checked out South End, had some of their food. It was really good. It was, it's different. It, the experience is now different with the pandemic, right? Because, like, in June, places were starting to open back up, so it was a little more stricter, more spread out. Now places are getting a little bit more back to normal, per se, but still, you know, it's good to see the hand sanitizer out and all that good stuff. But, yeah, Odin, I don't know if you guys knew this, is next to one of the old fraternity houses. Like, that house, if you park in their parking lot, there's a condemned house to the right. I parted at that house in college. So it was like, I remember the, their back porch. That reminds me of some of the frat houses I used to party at. Yeah, so if that back yeah, yeah, porch, I remember it and all that stuff. So I remember parking in the parking lot and being like, oh, this is like right here where we used to walk His up and down. His spidey senses started going off. He's like, I know where I'm exactly. at. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yes. oh, I, I remember these nights. These oh, were yeah. rough. Yeah. <laughs> But Odin is definitely like it's a it's a unique place because of it's it there's not a lot of breweries with that like house feel where it's a house they've renovated you can go in then they have that crazy outdoor patio slash yard so it is pretty cool in that aspect of it and I'll have to say you know good little spots little brother is cool it's just so small so if it's packed yeah. little brother is small if it's packed you you know you're not there's that and there's just one bathroom I think or maybe two and it's like so I think there's two, but they're both like single stalls. Yes, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so you're waiting a little bit there, but yeah, I was. And then I guess in your old, uh, the only spot we hadn't checked out is the old Gibb. Well, the new Gibbs spot is now, which is now the old Gibbs spot, is the cider place. Yep. Uh, yeah, the whole city. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah so, there, yeah. yeah, I mean, it's definitely. Have you guys made your way down to any Charlotte breweries? Not in a few years. Okay. Uh, no, yeah, not in, a, not in a long time. Okay. Uh, just, you know, don't go to Charlotte much. Yeah. Uh, because my brother-in-law lives in Raleigh, so when we go somewhere, we go to Raleigh to visit. Yeah. Him. I think last time I was there, I did OMB, Sugar Creek, Noda. Um, shoot, I've done Unknown and Wooden Robot before. And there's probably one more I've snuck in there at some point. Yeah. I don't recall. We were supposed to do so. Our homebrew club does every year. We try and do like a a, a beer trip. We were yeah. going to Charlotte last ah. year. <laughs> we're going in. We were supposed to go April twenty twenty. Ah. Obviously, that didn't happen. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, no. I mean, it's definitely this to see how everything is kind of coming back to normal is good stuff. But yeah, if you ever get down this way, I, I will say, have you ever seen Ass Clowns beer in your stores up there? Oh, yeah, one of our uh, local bottle shops, Gate City Growlers, does a lot of ass clown stuff. Yeah. Um, they do a like, what's the one that does, uh, is it the Brown Note? Um, they, have a, they have a ton. They're, they're, my favorite from them is their Orange Citrus IPA. It's my favorite beer in the Charlotte area. It's consistent. Yeah. It gets you, it's not too heavy. It's like 6.6 6, 6 or 6.8. So you don't feel like you're about to just one beer in, you're going to fall over kind of thing. And it's just a good, easy drinking and throughout the whole year. Like even if it's cold, you can drink it. If it gets hotter, you can drink it. So uh, if you ever see that on the shelves, you definitely got to grab your little four pack of that as well. Yeah, it's like, you know, kind of, I don't know how you feel, Jacob, just about like becoming a parent. It's like when we were, we were starting to take the kids to breweries right before the pandemic hit. Yeah. It was like, okay, we're getting out, we're doing stuff. But I was like, 
I can't drink what I used to drink when I came out here. Like, do the ten percent or drive these at home. Yeah. Like, I, I need the lighter stuff. I need a I need yeah. a good pilsner, like a light IPA or something to well, you know make it. Yeah, and then you're also like you said, you, you got two year olds, so they're now moving. <clears throat> like, it's easier when they are younger. You can just leave them in their little car seats while you're at the brewery. They didn't have to go anywhere. If they cried, you just give them a bottle real quick. Now they want to run around, so you know you have that time limit. You're like, okay, we can probably hit one or two, but then they're going to be like, nah, this isn't a place for me, so you got to make sure you hit your favorite spots in a short amount of time to get back for nap time or whatever it is. So Yeah, it's like I used to refer to it as like they used to be like potatoes. When I sat them down, I knew they weren't going anywhere. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, okay, you're where I left you, but now it's like I turn around for two seconds, I'm like, I lost one. The other one's like, biting something and uh i don't know where yeah <laughs> it sounds like i mean i know you have your work cut out for you when you got two and then like you know now you you say you, you got another one coming so it's like okay so now you're gonna have three moving you know so i will have one strap to me and it, we're gonna become that family that's got the leashes and I'm, <laughs> I'm not doing those i'm not doing those that's like that's terrible <laughs> What's the old Cat Williams thing about, like, you know, just treating your kid like a German Shepherd and yeah. you wonder why they grow up with problems. <laughs> <laughs> so what do you guys do to pay the bills? What do you do, you know, what's your regular job? Andrew? Well, of course, sure, sure. Uh, so I work for a uh, agricultural uh, company. Uh, they do um, Syngenta. They do uh, large... Um, insecticides, fungicides, pesticides, things like that. You probably use some stuff if you do anything for gardening or something like that. We probably nice. make the uh, chemicals for it. Um, but in that group, I work for the development team on their project management. So um, nothing flash, flashy, nothing fancy. <laughs> it's very hard to describe, but don't worry about it. It pays the bills. I can still homebrew. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So translation, anytime I go to Lowe's and pick up something from my yard, you have some affiliation with it. If it's fertilizer, no. But if it's supposed to destroy something, then yes. Ah, you're not a pal- you're not a part of that big Roundup thing, are you? No, Roundup. That's what I was saying. Like, it's a part of Roundup. That's not us. That's not us. They got a whole new issue. That's not us. I actually bought something the other day. Didn't know it was us. Checked out. Looked at the. So you have like for us, we don't make any consumer goods. Okay. Um, if you are a farmer, you probably know us. You know some of our brands, but we don't make anything consumer goods. But we, what we do make is the chemical, the chemistry for effectively we're making like you get Advil, for example, Advil is the name brand, the active ingredient or the chemical in that, that you care about is ibuprofen. Mm-hmm. We're the makers of ibuprofen, gotcha. but for pesticides. Ah, so okay. like you're not buying us, you're buying, I don't know, seven or something like that. And seven is getting their chemicals from us and you're just repackaging it for consumer use. Ah, okay. Yeah. Nice. I don't know if Seven's one of our products. I'm just saying that, that's, as an example. <laughs> the thoughts and uh, views expressed in this podcast do not reflect thoughts and views of Syngenta Corporation. Yeah. <laughs> They'll find this. Yeah. <laughs> um, as far as I go, I, I've got really had two jobs. I'm a uh, full-time firefighter for the city of Greensboro. Oh, dang. Um, All right. So I've done that for a little over nine years now. Um and then I'm also a certified residential real estate appraiser. Oh, okay. Um, so I do real estate appraisal on Monday through Friday when I'm not at the fire station. You know, I got a 24-48 schedule, so I, I work a third of the year at the station. I got time to have a second job. Yeah. So wait, how does wait how does that schedule work? 
So you so uh, like tomorrow morning I'm on shift. So uh, my shift starts at eight a.m. I leave the station Thursday morning at eight a.m. <laughs> oh, and wow, then okay. I'm Forty-eight hours. I'll go back Saturday, and it just rotates. Okay. Um, yeah. So, just work every third day. Essentially, is what it is. Okay. Okay. Man. And yeah. I guess, um, and then those other on those other days, based off of your schedule, you know when you can go and do appraisals. So I'm I'm assuming because of the housing market recently, I'm sure you've been pretty busy. When you're, oh yeah. You're certainly like. <laughs> oh God, yeah. We had so like. About the time everything started last year, we all kind of looked at each other in the office and we were like, this is it. Like, you know, there goes all our work for like, you know, the foreseeable future. Get ready. And it's just been we had our busiest year ever last year. I work at a firm of like, you know, seven, eight people. And uh, it's been just balls of the wall for a straight year. Like no break. It's just like for everyone I accept and do, we're turning down like two or three. Wow. Real. It's yeah, and, it's and everybody that. wants it yesterday. Yeah, so yeah. It's, like, it's like you know we're telling people like, man, it's gonna be a month before I can get it to you. And they're like, no, nah, I need it like in five days. Like, well, if you can find somebody to do it for you in five days, take it. Yeah, because, and then be suspicious that they're not that busy. Yeah. <laughs> Essentially, you've got like three different types of people. You've got home buyers, you have refinancers, which I think Trav, you and I both refinanced in the past year. Yeah, I've refined yeah. twice in the past like year and a half. Where you oh. <laughs> so, like, you those, and then you have the divorces because pandemic. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So we uh, our office actually is interesting because we do like you know the mortgage work obviously for lenders, but we also do a lot of private work like equitable distribution for divorces, estates, you know that kind of stuff like rental properties and things. But yeah, it's interesting to see like now you're starting to see like dates of separation within the pandemic. You know, it's mm. like, mm-hmm, I yeah. understand. Well, like I said, we we talked about, you know, on podcasts as the pandemic was going on. I mean, there's three things that happen. You know, either your relationship gets stronger, you get divorced, or you have kids. You know, it's some kind of mix in there. Travis, you and I, you and I are on that route of having kids here during the divorce. I mean, during the pandemic, excuse me. (laughs) So, yeah. So, but, you know, it's just. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I meant pandemic. Everybody's good. Everybody's gravy. So, but yeah, it, it's it's wild. Like you said, it, it's it, it cooled off and then it picked back up. I mean, it, it feels like any of those goods and services, you know, we were looking to get like trees cut down in our backyard. And they're like, yeah, we won't be able to get out there for another month. And it's just wild oh, yeah. that there's so many, you know, I guess people using stimulus or people who've been working a lot get the extra money to get stuff done around the house. And yeah. you know, are now knocking it out. It's just it's, just, it's springtime, so you know more stuff's getting oh, done. Yeah. But it and is. you look and you look at like people who say you know like they're stuck in their house for so long now. It's like man, I actually kind of hate that bathroom. I actually kind of hate that kitchen now yep. that I'm in here every day. <laughs> and uh, you know, honestly, we're we're trying to get a bathroom remodeled before the baby gets here in November because. Yeah. <laughs> We got these like stupid vessel sinks that the you know the ones that sit on top of the counter that's like a giant bowl. And yeah, kids want to use it as like oh, a yeah. pull. And I'm oh, like, yeah. nah, that's the go. <laughs> I called contractors back in February. One told me he was already booked for the year. Wow. Dang. And the other two said we can't get to it until July. And I was like, Oof, okay, well, <laughs> you know, my timeline is November. So if you can meet that, then I'm okay. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's just been insane for like home builders, contractor stuff, and like the price of lumber and all that stuff. Yeah. You got all that stuff on the news. 
Yeah, I, know. I saw the price of lumber's gone up. Now, to Andrew, have you seen with the homebrew and stuff, has price of grains and all that gone up as well? I mean, I know that's kind of the one big thing that holds a lot of people back from brewing beer is it is expensive to kind of get going and get started. And it's you, – I know you were talking about earlier how you, you just need kind of like your stove and stuff, but you need some space to hold the equipment, to do it, to get it, you know, and then I, once you're done, to store it and all that kind of stuff. So has any of that – have you noticed any of those things kind of price-wise? seen a little bit of increase in pop hop prices but that's yeah. the biggest thing so um i know Duvali said you like ipas i make a pretty good ipa i like to think um <laughs> however they get to be pricey i mean you're dropping anywhere between you know a cheap hop is like a buck 50 an ounce an expensive hop is going to be three dollars and fifty cents an ounce so 350 an ounce doesn't sound like a lot and then you get a freaking other half recipe that calls for 13 ounces of hops and then you <laughs> Yeah, you remember yeah. that, Travis, don't you? <laughs> yeah. So, uh, yeah, the other was other half, like if you're trying to do a clone or something like that, they're going to use like 13 ounces of hops for five gallons of beer. That's yeah, like any beer. of your like hazies and like New England style IPA stuff is just so much hops yep. and the beer is ridiculous. But yeah. grain, grain prices are still cheap. Um, okay. it's grain's not bad. It's, it's most of our grain comes from Canada anyway. Um, they make really, they grow really good grain up there. Um, and then it comes down and then it's, it's, um, kiln. It's very polite. Oh, it's, sorry, sorry. Don't mean to, don't mean to be in your way there. Um, so, but it, it comes down and then you kill it. So like we have, I think two, uh, two molsters in North Carolina, one's in Asheville, one's in Durham or around Durham. Um, and they make, they kiln the grain. And so essentially it's the same stuff same barley everyone uses and then they make it roasted at different levels it's not really roasted it's kiln but uh they get different flavors different colors different profile out of it because of the killing process um, but yeah in terms of cost you're not seeing much but to your point um about the initial investment you can probably if you have a half of a spare closet for fermentation and if you're not going to do all grain beer you can get into this for less than depending on pot situation you can buy kits for like 150 bucks that'll that'll do it right off the jump um but i've spent more than well more than that upgrading my system since then i've upgraded twice but if you want to do it on your stovetop and you're willing to do extract brewing you can easily buy all the equipment including a good fermenter um you know everything you need for less than 150 bucks hmm. um, and then from there you know that usually includes like a first-time brewing kit so like um you know your original extract batch your steeping grains, your hops, and your yeast that you'll need in that first batch. Um, and then after that, yeast, each batch is going to cut on you between $25 and $75, just to, maybe 100 bucks if you do like a really big IPA with a lot of hops. Um, but if, as long as you're not using specialty hops and you're using basic grain, I can make a, a Kolsch for like 30 bucks, hmm. five gallons of Kolsch for $30. Um, or even, even frick my Roush beer is probably one of the cheaper beers that makes like $26, maybe 30 bucks. Cause I have to use specialty grains on that. But if I use like my Oktoberfest, same thing, everything minus the smoke beer, it's like $25. Okay. Not too bad. Duvall, so you got... I know, I know, oh, you, go ahead. I know you spoke a couple of times on the, on the smoke beer. Now this is the first <laughs> I've ever heard of it. And I'm thinking about smoke. I'm thinking about like smoked meat. Like, so, <laughs> so my question is, is like, you're not far off. <laughs> what 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 type of taste or what would I be acquiring when I drank a smoked beer? Travis, you want to handle the season? You, you were there for oh, the episode. It's, uh, 
I actually got a couple in the fridge right now. So uh, Fanta Flora, if you guys know them, um, they do uh, what's called a Grodzitski, which is a smoked beer. Um, it does, like if you've ever had like summer sausage, okay. you do get like a little bit of like a meaty flavor from like the woods and stuff that they use and the way the malt's roasted. So it's really something like you got to kind of let your taste buds and like your palate adapt to it for like maybe half a beer and then you get used to it. You know, it is, it is, some of them are much heavily more smoked meat than like just like cheaper smoked beers that people do improperly taste like liquid smoke because they're just using like that kind of stuff, like an adjunct or something to get that flavor and it doesn't taste near or like what it's supposed to but yeah smoked meat's actually much closer than you would think <laughs> okay okay <laughs> yeah to your, your question like when we smoke meat uh, a lot of the flavor comes from the wood anyway so it depends on what wood you use for your smoked um uh, beer so most traditional roush beers are smoked with beech wood same wood they smoke bacon with so my roush beer tastes a lot like a bacon sandwich because you still get that malty bready backbone but you also get like the bacon flavors as well um, if you get it over smoked, it literally tastes like smoke. I didn't, uh, I just like Wow. Can't say that. Ever. <laughs> um, it's the, that's the big German brewery that does, um, smoke beers. They're two beers. They, oh, they, they, I, I've had three from them. Oh, okay. Now they're throwing a third. Oh, actually four. I've had a whole four from them. Yeah. It's getting crazy up in here. Um, Germans. <laughs> um, but yeah, they, they do, um, their, their Oktoberfest, which is what mine is, it's a Marzen, um, theirs tastes a lot like char- like smoke. Like if you're just eating embers or something like that, you get like just real smoked, not meat, just smoke. Um, their Doppelbach is smoked with oak wood. That gives it a more, um, uh, just like a vanilla-y characteristic. It's still smoky, but it's more of a vanilla characteristic, like you'd have like with an oak-aged something. And then there's a brewery up in Alaska that does one with alder wood, um, and theirs tastes like smoked salmon. And there's no, no fish involved, but it's because salmon is smoked with alder. So mm. that's that's why. So when you set up this rig for it to hit the smoke flavor, are you just out in your backyard with like a little fire pit going and you got this thing like a, <laughs> witch, like a witch's brew? Like what's how are you in, how are you infusing this smoke? Yeah. Fortunately, I don't have to do that. Uh, most monsters will do smoked for you. Okay. Um, but there is a brewery near us uh, up in Madison that does their that smokes their own. So I'm going to go talk to him. But what I think I'm going to do okay. is I'm going to take my fire pit, um, run a, a grate down top of it, you know, fine mesh, put some grain down on that, and then smoke underneath it and just sort of hot smoke on top of it. Okay. Sm- hot smoke through it. Um, I've seen how to do it online. A lot of folks use like you know, cold smokers, things like that. I don't have that. I'm going to just do this in the backyard. But yeah, if, if you were going to do it properly, you would do you just like you're smoking meat. You just have your malt laid out. You'd smoke it through, stir it up periodically, maybe 10, 15 minutes, spritz it down with water, pull it off, you're good to go. Hmm. Well, I look forward to seeing your uh, Instagram story on the day that you get the fire pit yeah. going in the backyard and, and your neighbors Ooh. are like, what the hell's going on back there? So Absolutely. It's, it's nine in the morning. Why is he burning firewood? <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> So on top of beer, what else do you guys like like to do up in Greensboro or just hobby-wise in general? I mean, Travis, I know you got two kids, so your hands are already full with that. But before you had kids, what was something fun you like to do kind of thing? Uh, so we've been able to do it with the kids a little bit. We bought some packs, but, you know, my wife and I like to go hiking. Okay. Uh, so, you know, we'll 
pack them up for the day, go out to like Pilot Mountain or something in the morning, like, you know, somewhere within an hour drive. You know, in Greensboro, we're kind of lucky. We got a lot of greenway trails and, uh, you know, bike trails and hiking trails and stuff. So we'll do that. We'll meet up with Laura and Andrew, uh, Andrew and his wife and some of our other friends that have kids and meet up and do that. But, um, yeah, hiking, going to breweries, wineries. We like to travel, obviously, before kids and before the pandemic. But um, <laughs> we were, uh, you know, those days, it might be a little while before we travel again. But uh, that was kind of our, I mean, and, you know, just going to new places and trying, like, I'm a real big foodie. So, like, you know, we love going to, like, nice, nicer restaurants occasionally and just trying different stuff. Nice. Yep. Andrew, what about I, you? Yeah. Yeah, sure. I run. Uh, that's <laughs> not really fun, but it's, it's something I do. <laughs> I'm with you. I run too, so I'm with you. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, it's a thing. At this point, it's just like a, it's a part of my routine. Um, we've got two dogs, so you try and do stuff with them. Uh, not during pandemic. We hike a little bit with them. Uh, we've got an older dog that just doesn't do well. Uh, but we love to go out to restaurants, outdoor seating. Uh, we love to travel. Uh, truthfully. Um, so we've tried to make, you know, a big trip every year. So last year was supposed to be our 10 year anniversary. I guess technically it still was. Um, but we were supposed to, we were planning on going to Scotland. Oh. Um, so we were hoping to you know, explore that and you know, do the whole, all the locks and such. Um, so we travel, a, we try and travel a lot when we can, obviously we haven't last year. Nice. So how, how far do you run? And, and as far as a runner, are you, are you just, you got any half marathons or marathons coming up that you're going to try to attempt? Because the reason I ask is because I have a half marathon at the end of the year. I'm going to do the Huntersville half, which is right outside of Charlotte. So, yeah. you know, as, as, as somebody else that has started running, I see Jacob shaking his head because he's just like, hell no, I'm not nope. doing it. No, nope. nope. I'll, I'll only run if I'm getting chased, man. That's the only time I'm running. <laughs> uh, so I did a half Actually, that's what got me into running. I had a buddy who wanted to do a half, and he said, Andrew, will you do a half with me? I said, sure, why not? This was maybe, so we were back in Raleigh, so 2013 or 14, probably probably spring of 14. So I got into running for that. Um, I was working on, I was doing wildlife removal at the time, fell off a ladder, almost fell off a ladder, banged my shin up about a month before, so I couldn't run, I couldn't train for you know five weeks before the, the event. So I'm sort of going in cold. Had a great time uh, for a half marathon. <laughs> um, since then, though, I've been on and off with running. Right now, I do about a 5K every morning, um, depending on if I take my dog or not. If I take him, it's a 5K. If I don't, I run a little bit more. Um, but I've got a half at the end of the year with one of our other friends. Uh, we're going to go down to Wilmington and do a very flat half. Hmm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and somebody, I have the, uh, and this is just, I have a run white and blue, which is a 7.4 miler. That's, that's going to be my longest race I've ever done yet. I've done Charleston's, the uh, bridge run, which was six miles. I did that the year before the pandemic, and I signed up to do it last year. But, of course, every, everything hit. But, um, yeah, so so any advice to somebody doing their first half marathon towards the end of the year? Honestly, don't think about it. Um, get Get a good playlist podcast whatever you listen to while you run just and zone out like I, I it was it was really a thing like I ran with a friend and about mile 11 or so he had to tap out so I I went on by myself I would have finished probably 15 minutes faster if I hadn't waited for him at mile 12 um, oh, so okay. I, honestly I'm, I'm kidding I'm not kidding just like 
find it however you want to run, hit your pace, and don't think about the mileage. Um, you're going to pass mile markers constantly. Ignore them. You, you have to keep running until you hit the finish line. It doesn't matter how far it is. You're not tired. You're fine. You've been training. If you're doing a seven-miler between now and then, you'll be fine to do a half-miler, a uh, half-marathon, sorry. Assume whatever your max distance is that you've run in practice, you can double that race day. Because wow, at, least, okay. at least for me, like I get hype on race day. Like I used to do the Krispy Kreme challenge a lot. Yeah, um, that's a mistake. Don't do that. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, I, they still oh, do that? Man. They still do that? Even at, didn't somebody die? No, no, we haven't killed anyone. I thought. I thought. I really yeah. thought a couple years ago someone like either had a heart attack or died during that thing. No, I mean, that was the, that. Oh no, we had two people die in the half marathon. I did. Oh, oh shit. that took a turn. <laughs> whoa, whoa, now you. Duval, I'm going to say Duvall, my piece Duvall, to you. Duvall, yeah. Come the end of the year, Duval, I'll be taking back Duvall. my stuff I need. Yep. I'll say my prayers for you, Duval. Thank you. Whoa. Well, it, was, uh, it was in Raleigh. It was a rock and roll half. It was the first one they had in Raleigh. And it's, that's just a big, like, spectacle of an event. Like, every three miles, they have bands playing. So, you know, you have my, bands all over the freaking course. And it's a half and a full marathon simultaneously. Um, we had two people. I got to watch while I, I, as I ran past them. Um, you know, people getting pulled off on um, ambulances. Jeez. Uh, at least I saw at least two. I think at least one of them died. Um, I'm not a hundred percent. I feel like but, I remember that article for something. Yeah, yeah. That was that was interesting. But yeah, the uh, as far as the um, uh, the Krispy Kreme challenge, we haven't killed anyone yet. I mean, you probably die of the diabetes. Maybe slowly, yeah. Maybe yeah, slowly, yeah. like years later. Diabetes. Yeah, no one right. dies at the race. <laughs> no, here it is. I just found it on Google. Oh my gosh. February 8th, 2016, man dies during Krispy Kreme Challenge in North Carolina. Yeah, a runner died after starting the Krispy Kreme Challenge in Raleigh, a North Carolina State University tradition, which thousands come out for a five mile race donut feast. Shortly after the race began, Saturday morning, a 58 year old man who had not been named. Began having chest, pain, chest pains and left for the track. Yeah. Yeah. So, so he was not feeling good before he even yeah. did the race. Yeah. That's all Man, my chest hurts. I just must have the free race jitters. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, five pain, eat some donuts. Yeah, that's yeah. Yeah, that, that's usually what happens though with, with racers. Very rarely do you, you know, in the middle of a race, does someone just drop dead for no reason? Usually, yeah. have underlying heart issue or something like that. Yeah. Um, See, I wouldn't worry about it. Y'all, y'all are making not running sound better and better by oh. by the second, y'all. No, I mean, I mean, I'm not worried. I mean, <laughs> I, I run, I run five miles at least once once a once a month, and I do two or three miles a day. So yeah, okay, yeah, fine. Yeah, it's fine. It's, <laughs> It, it's something like when I was training for the half, I was doing so. My training regimen back then was three five Ks a week, and then on weekends do a long run, and I tiered it up. So you know, first week was four miles, five miles, six miles, seven miles, eight miles. I got all the ten miles the week before the race. So I never ran, I never ran a, a half marathon before I showed up. Okay. So I, the most I'd run is ten miles before I did a half. So, okay. I'll probably do the same thing because I can ramp that up pretty quickly. I can ramp up effectively in a month from baseline to being able to do a half marathon. So, okay. All right. You know, and I'll it, take a couple more months. I'll probably start probably because I think that the half is in December. Um, so I'll probably start like October. Oh, yeah. You got, oh, you have plenty of time. You'll have time to get injured. You'll have time to get 
you know, turkey, tryptophan, all that, you'll be fine. Yeah, yeah you got to. Yeah, football Thank Sundays, you. drinking liquor and beer, you know, all that good stuff. <laughs> oh, no, I had a wedding the night before the half, so I was pretty liquored up. <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs> <laughs> I tailgated with Travis one time, uh, so we were in Raleigh, and we were tailgating, oh, yeah, yeah uh, for a state game. Uh, and I had a marathon relay the next day. I only had to do like six and a half miles of it, but I had to do the hilliest part for the relay. Um, so I've been drinking with Travis on all, all afternoon the day before. Got up next morning, ran the thing, was drinking by 9 a.m. because... Yeah, because you met us for brunch, too. I met y'all for brunch. Yeah, you, you I don't even get the cars back, back so you might as well drink the beers. Yeah, you, you got a car back up, yeah. <laughs> well, after the race, they gave me race, uh, drink tickets. It's yeah. Like nine in the morning. Yeah, like, there's a beer tent right there. I'll get those. Call Trap. Hey, were you guys getting brunch? Yeah. Okay. Cool. Well, I've already two beers in. Let's do this thing. Yeah. Absolutely. Come <laughs> back up on some biscuits and some more beer. Yeah. Go for it. <laughs> All right, Jeeves, are you good? Yep. All right. So now it's the warehouse distillery. There it is, Jeeves. Wanted the bridge notebook. You guys, I sent you pictures of our notebook. You pick out a question, and then obviously pick one out that is not checkmarked. You ask it, we'll I'll answer it, see if another topic kind of comes from that. While you're looking, just let me know when you, you know, you've you got yours. Uh, the only really housekeeping I've got is just uh, we'll be firing up our fantasy, you know, fantasy games come. Hopefully Survivor's coming back. We'll do our fantasy Survivor game. I'll beat Duval in the pick em again. So, you know, all that good stuff's coming up. Duvall, you've seen all your multiple L's on Beerio Car recently? Listen, man. Shit happens. <laughs> <laughs> Shit happens. <laughs> when you're going to do your next big spree, Duvall, where you go and like everything on Facebook you ain't liked and like. Oh, I need to months. do that, man. Thank you for reminding me, man. I will download <laughs> Facebook this evening and I will do it tomorrow. Thank you for reminding me. You. And I had I had done it in a while, so yeah, man. You know it's about that time. Yeah. <laughs> you know I'm good for like once a quarter. You are. You are. Because <laughs> I don't even have the app on my phone, so it's just like. Yeah. Oh. But I got you, Travis. You got yours. Yeah, I think I do. Uh, let's do. What is your favorite superpower and why? Go ahead, Duvall. You're the big superhero person. Oh gosh. Um I don't I would say I think I, I, I see I'm torn between two. I, I would I would love to be able to, to to tell the future, which would be a superpower, and then just being able to fly. So one of those two. I think just knowing the future would just put me in a whole different stratosphere to be able to do things know what was coming prepare certain things and all that kind of stuff but also just being able to fly so then i could go from here to there to there with no issues a lot faster mine i gotta go invisibility because i feel Ooh. like you could do anything and everything if you were invisible i mean you could just walk in scoop whatever you needed and you'd be good to go here's the kids dad nope nope yeah gone <laughs> <laughs> I was I was I was on that same track as invisibility with Jake, um, but I'll I'll go different direction and uh, do uh, teleport teleportation. 
So you can just like chill at the house and then five minutes before you got to be at work, you'd be at work, teleport to work. Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, teleport. I mean, yeah, you, anywhere you'd want to go, like knock out, oh, go to Wilmington, that's four and a half hours. Bing, you'd be there. Bing, there. Yeah. You, you get there on the beach. Yeah. <laughs> there. Yep. It is like much more useful. Like you guys are picking, picking very practical, like superpowers. <laughs> What you got then? Uh, you know, honestly, the one that's always fascinating me is like immortality, like okay. Wolverine type, like where your body, not like immortality where like you're old as crap and like you aged and like you're a 90 year old man who lives for like, you know, ever. Yeah. But like the uh, Wolverine power has always been like super interesting to me. Just mm-hmm. like think like the amount of change that you would see, like, you know, to live that long and like, see how the world like yeah, i mean you would pretty much be here until it was over right yes Unless, you know something i guess i don't know in the comic books they always find a way to kill you off somehow yeah. but <laughs> yeah yeah does uh dorian gray's situation count as superpower i mean that is technically immortality but you just got a picture of yourself as long as somebody <laughs> destroys the picture yeah sort of because you can't be killed unless the picture's messed up so yeah. you're, you're removing even like the hint of you know, impropriety to the body. It doesn't matter. You can be hedonistic as all, all as you want, or whatever you want to your body. It doesn't matter. The, pa- the portrait is going to take the damage for you. Yeah, that's right. Was that your pick, Andrew? I mean, if, if it counts, I'll take it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Andrew wants to have immortality so that he can finally perfect all of his beer recipes. <laughs> <laughs> I do get nervous about immortality, though, like because then time doesn't really have any bearing for you. No. Are yeah, you bored? So you, yeah, you're just bored. Yeah, what do you what do you do with that time? So I mean, like, you, honestly, yeah. Go ahead. I'm saying you'd have to always move around because, like, eventually oh, yeah. people would be like, "Wait a second, like this guy's been I don't know 35 for 60 years now, and he's like still the same or however whatever age you <laughs> stick at." But yeah, which would bring you do you, do you think there are there are people out there who have been around that long that extra like the vampire type that have kind of seen it all. Nah, nah, I don't, I don't think so either. I was saying, nah. We lose our senility. Like at this point, though, if you were, you know, if you were from the 1800s, let's pretend you've had so much change in the last 30 years. <laughs> I mean, look at your your parents, your grandparents. How well are they doing with modern technology? <laughs> <laughs> People that are 70 years old, how are they doing with yeah. it right now? Like, I'm not saying I'm going to be good. I'm I'm sure when I'm 55. Some youngin's gonna be, well, Andrew, you, you just need to do this. Like, nah, back in my day, you had to click the window. <laughs> yeah. it, it is the, the the fifty and up. They they struggle. I had to. My mom's watch. I got my mom Apple Watch. Her Apple Watch was dead, and she was wondering why it wasn't cutting on. And I tried to explain to her that it was dead, and she had no idea. She didn't know she had to charge it. No, she knew she had to charge it, but for some reason, I guess she thought she charged it. So she's just like, it's showing red, and it's got a lightning bolt. I was like, Mom, put on the charger. It's dead. Oh, <laughs> yeah, yes, it's dead. Yes. Yeah, oh, wow. <laughs> What's that joke? It's like baby boomers want 150K a year and don't know how to rotate a PDF. <laughs> oh, oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. All right, Andrew, what's your question? Uh, would you rather wax your ass hair or wax your chest hair? <laughs> what? 
coming from a furry individual. Yeah. Yes, I'm, I'm rather furry. I know which answer is mine. So. Go, go for it. Fire it away. Oh, I'm waxing that ass hair all day. I am tired of dingle bears. I'm tired of stuff stuck up in there. Look, it, it is, it's a swamp up in that mess. If I can get that thing wax off and gone, I'll be okay with that. I'd probably I'm just... doing best in a bidet. <laughs> I, I tried to get the missus to do the bidet. It is not working. Oh. I she feel needs like, to experience that the bidet life. Yeah, I feel like she'd be all in on that. It, it's, it's, the, it's the new. It's the new. you got to you know, experience the new. And gotcha. That's what it is. Yeah. Okay. I'd probably just go chest hair. I don't know. I mean, I don't, I don't really need my ass crack wax, so I'd just go, I'd go chest hair. Uh, must be nice. <laughs> uh, well, I would say, because I'm not a very hairy person, honestly, like, like I don't have to shave my legs. I mean, I mean, my legs and my arms, people would think I shave, but I just didn't grow hair on my legs or my arms. Um, not Except even really you, on my ass either, so just, it's not like... You I'm just grow the beard. beard. You just and grow the beard. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, so I know, I know. So I, I guess I would say my ass hair because I don't have any chest hair. Oh wow! By default, yeah. I guess. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I, I, I'm going by default. Yeah. Duvall's just like a grown baby. He got Basically, no... <laughs> yes, no hair. <laughs> yes. Uh, I, I, I have to go with the chest there as well. It's just if some something about. Going down on the ass, and I, I'm not. I'm not with that. Uh, That's a very intimate, uh, yeah. intimate interaction. Yeah. <laughs> we were very, very intimate. Hey, listen, Jeez. I'm just trying to get my. How much? How much <laughs> money? How much money would someone have to pay you to get your ass waxed? It'd have to start out a million dollars. You're a liar. You are a yeah. dead liar. I mean, if y'all just pay for my ass. Jeeves, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no. you Pin know, tip. if Pin somebody tip. if somebody put down five hundred dollars cash, oh, no, no, te- no, no government taking any of it. Yeah, you wouldn't do it for five hundred. You, you, yeah. you lie. Uh, yeah, they could get that and my pubes, all that. <laughs> they could come on up. I don't give a shit at that point. Five hundred dollars? Yeah, Jeeves, you out here wilding. You lying? Yeah, you might as well. Uh, yeah, they polish me off. I mean, this is what it is. Shit. Thousand dollars cash money, Jeeves. Now you would be talking a little bit now. Okay, see, that's why I said. Jeeves, you take a hundred dollars to get your shit waxed, and take the other nine hundred and pocket it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, if it don't feel good, you can just drink yourself to de- not to death, but drink yourself, and then you're like, "Oh well, I don't feel anything." Yeah, I don't remember it. You can just go the in there. Old drunk. Western movies, they yeah. There you go. Go in there drunk. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> just go in there drunk. You'll be all right. Yeah, problem is I'm when not... it goes back too. It's gonna be itchy. Yeah. So you gotta keep it going. That's yeah. the problem. You gotta yeah, keep that party going. Like that. Yeah. <laughs> it's gonna itch regardless. I'm with you. I'm with the chest hair because I'm like Duval. I'm not a hairy guy. I got like six chest hairs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, like like yeah. one strip and done. Yeah. Yeah. I feel you on that. A little too sensitive in the backside. Jeeves over here. Actually, Jeeves, I, I, it'd be funny. I, I mean, $2,000, you'd do it. This is just going to look like that scene from 40-Year-Old Virgin yep. where he goes to get waxed. <laughs> yeah, it's, he just got like nuts. Jeez. Uh, well, see, I, I would definitely do it. Chest 
not happy. I just don't have any chance here. That way. Jeeves, it's just a hypothetical, man. We know it's not going to happen. I know. <laughs> I mean, don't say never. We'll just come yeah, down to Charlotte. We'll have a big waxing party. It'll be That's fun. true. You bring, <laughs> just make a high ABV beer for him. I got you. So he can he can bong, a, bong a couple make of those. Make him take a couple shots beforehand. Yep. Yeah, it'll be fine. Oh, we're it'll be good. Fine. Yeah. 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 You ain't going to feel shit. Yeah. Get you a hot uh, person to do it, one, like a bad chick to do your waxing for you? Shit. Oh, yeah. We're I don't good. know. He might, he might pull a Deshaun Watson and get too excited in there for a – <laughs> allegedly, 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 all right, before we get out of here, Travis, Andrew, any final thoughts, final words? No, I just uh, appreciate you guys having us on, uh, fun to get to meet you guys finally and uh, sit down and shoot the shit with you, yeah. uh, real Real nice of you guys to have us on, and uh, really appreciate it. Absolutely. Uh, echo everything Travis said, and then uh, schnozberries. <laughs> yeah, if you guys are ever, if we ever get up to Greensboro again, I said we still have a lot of, my wife and I have got a lot of friends up there from college that still live up that way, so we'll have to shoot you a message and then go follow all your personal accounts. I couldn't I couldn't uh, snoop too much and figure out who's where your personal accounts were from your Instagram, <laughs> so now that I've got the handles, I'll be able to... Uh, go and follow all those but and then if you guys back at you if you're back down in charlotte sometime you know let us know you know we can get some burial cart going or just hit some breweries and all that good stuff so absolutely yeah sounds good man we'll be sure to hit you up before down charlotte way yeah all right well jeeves duvall any final thoughts oh man it's just great to meet both you guys uh learned a lot about beer and uh you know i know who when i have questions and i'm looking forward to uh just seeing these uh these IG videos of, of Andrew and his uh his smoke beer and all types of stuff and Travis and all his uh his child endeavors, you know, <laughs> running wild, you know. Yeah. That's yeah. why I'm not at the brew days. <laughs> yeah. So I got you one got the... six hours? No. No. <laughs> Andrew, is that pillow behind you furry or is it like it's it's it like it looks like it's gonna bark maybe? It's uh, like Tucked in sort of like leaves. Oh, like a, leaves. Like okay. Tree. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I don't know. It kind of yeah. looked like a, a dog or like, uh, you know. No, no, no. They're not in here. Okay. Um, they, they're about the same colors that pillow, but they're <laughs> they're elsewhere. <laughs> nice, nice. About the same size. Well, Ellie's well, a lot bigger. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, yeah. I appreciate you guys stopping through. Give us the time. Uh, like I said, we'll uh, put it out on all the all the forums later tonight. And uh, Duval, man, how do we end the podcast? Peace.